I bow to God in all these forms. I bow to Him in you. There is a very interesting conversation with Yogananda in this book that I would like to read you today. Sri Das, a man from India, was commissioned by the Master to teach on his behalf. Sri Das had a weakness, however. He was inordinately fond of women. The Master often scolded him for this shortcoming. Sri Das was bald and very sensitive on the point. He wanted the ladies to think him handsome. Master played on this sensitivity with a view to curing him of it. It wasn't the baldness itself Master made fun of. St. Lin, Rajashi Janakananda, for example, was also quite bald, and the Master never even alluded to the fact. He teased Sri Das, however, relentlessly. He also worked much more seriously to help him overcome his tendency to view women as all that different from men, when the difference was only biological. In telling me, that is to say myself, about Sri Das, the Master said, I said to him very frankly, what you find attractive are only the grossly physical differences. You demean not only them, but yourself, when you view women in that way. Learn to see everybody as a soul. No one is his, mere, his or her mere body. Now this is one of the great obstacles on the path. The three great delusions are wine, which is, say, intoxicants of any kind, money, and sex. And the sex temptation takes many different forms, but uh, basically it involves this consciousness that I am different from the other half of the human race. This is so much a part of human consciousness, and indeed a part of the divine play in human beings. You see, men and women actually balance out, they emphasize two different aspects that need to be balanced of the divine nature. Men have reason uppermost and feeling hidden. Fe women have feeling uppermost and reason hidden. And you even see it in their physical structures. You see that women have breasts right here where their heart is. Their feeling nature is more developed. Men have uh, more of a, well, I call it a Neanderthal ridge, but it's the, the uh, brow is more up like this. There's more of the consciousness of the intellect. And men tend to see things more in a rational or a reasonable way, just the way we're made. But you know, there's a very interesting thing about saints is that they become balanced. One time there was, you, you, Master, I remember I had a picture of him. I was in Fiji in the Fiji Islands, and my room boy there saw his photograph. He said, oh, it's your girlfriend. Well, he did look like a man and like a woman. He had both qualities. He was both the mother and the father. One time he was on a train, and a, and a porter was walking sort of up and down like this, and finally he said to him, is you a man or is you a woman? Master, in a very deep voice, he said, what do you think? But... Uh, 
Indeed, he, he, there was a funny story about one time he was at a flower show in Boston and uh, he was dressed in his robes and he um, uh, asked where the, men's, where the restroom was, uh, the restroom means the bathroom, and so they directed him to the bathroom and uh, he went and he saw ladies to the left of me, ladies to the right, he said, I, I said, Divine Mother, where am I? And he got out in a hurry and uh, uh, he, w he went to the men's room and the men said, out of here, lady, out of here. And he said, I didn't know what I'm doing. <laughs> but uh, it was, he had funny experiences and he had a great sense of humor and he used to laugh about it. But the truth is he had a wonderful combination of compassion and love on the one hand and great dispassion and wisdom. On the other hand, he could be very rational and very reasonable. He had never allowed, and this is of course the weakness of women, he never allowed emotions or feeling to rule his, his, his reason. And the weakness of men is that they often will allow reason to take the place of compassion. And he was so full of compassion. There's a lovely story about him. It's in my book, which I, I may as well show you because we're offering these three books as a, a uh, uh, offering with this program, that uh, he went out to buy some canes. You know, masters often, because they, their minds soar in infinity, they need little hobbies often to keep themselves bound to the body a little bit to make this world seem more real to them. When Ramakrishna, for example, came out of Samadhi, often he would, the first thing he'd do would ask for a smoke. It wasn't that nowadays we're against smoking because we know it's supposed to be harmful to the health. Well, uh, I suppose it is, but uh, um, nonetheless, he did smoke at times. It was, however, really the purpose of it was to keep himself sort of anchored in the body. Well, this is what uh, they say, used to say even Dostoevsky was by no means a saint, but he would keep his feet in a tub of hot water to keep himself down to the ground while he wrote. And I've seen that when I write, um, well, one thing that helps me in writing is to keep my mind down. I visualize the person I'm talking to. I write in a very conversational way so that I see the person not as a man, not as a woman, just a human being sitting across the desk from me, and I'm talking to that person. And sometimes, if I find my mind getting a little bit abstract, I'll get up and walk back and forth and so on. Well, anyway, just trying to explain why Master would buy these canes that he didn't really use much, but it was a hobby. Anyway, he went to this shop and bought some canes, and as a responsible buyer for the ashram, he bargained the man down uh, on every cane and got what he considered a good price for each one. Then he looked around and he saw what a shabby shop it was, and he, he thought that, uh, oh, this poor man, he needs money. He gave him more money than he'd saved. And the man said, oh, you're a gentleman, sir, and he gave him a beautiful umbrella. And when Master came home, I remember him saying, what a shoddy shop that was. I think I'll buy him a new linoleum floor. So he allowed reason to dominate when it was supposed to, but then re feeling took over, and he was so compassionate. He saw everyone as his own. 
He saw each one of us as his own. It always offends me when some disciples act as if he was, as if they were closer to him and so on. He saw the merest beggar, the merest stranger as his own. And he had that compassion. And a wonderful thing is that respect. There was one time he went into a hotel lobby. I don't know if he was dressed in orange then or not, but this man who was very, well, let's say he was feeling no pain, as we put it in America. He'd had a little bit too much to drink. And he saw Master, and he came over and hugged him. He said, hello there, Jesus Christ. And Master, with total respect, he said, hello there. And he saw that this man was intoxicated with something that was false bliss. So he gave him a little touch of true bliss. And the man said, say, what are you drinking? And Master said, well, there's a lot of kick in it. And he sort of, he left the man sober and thinking a little bit. But in this way, he saw everyone as a child of God. But he said, you must see everybody in that way. Don't differentiate. It is natural for men and women to be attracted to one another. And it is also, however, your destiny as a soul to combine those two qualities in yourself. And it would be well. I know in the uh, square dance in America, which is uh, the Virginia Reel, where people dance, they turn in circles, uh, couples, and the way they can go faster is to lean out. Well, the more you lean out from each other, the more there's a sense of that polar opposite, and the more you spin. You need to reach that point where you become centered in yourself. Now, it's a natural delusion, and therefore, who is to say that it's not right? It's how we came into this body. But it would be a wonderful thing to realize that the goal of it all is to be ultimately complete in yourself. The more you feel that, it's a fact. The more you feel it, the more you realize that there's no difference, really. We're all just... <coughs> we wear different forms that cover that same one spirit. And in this life you may be a man or a woman, and in the next life you may be just the opposite. You can be many, many different things. The, uh, it's strange. It's, I, I've often wondered about that because... I don't know of any life that I've had as a woman. I think that maybe I just don't... I have some of those qualities of both because I just don't feel the need for that balance. The inwardness of God is what we really want to achieve. And this is what Master helped us to understand. For that reason, he created monasteries and had these men and women. All of us had to be very separate from one another. But always with the idea of finding, finally, that that same one is within us. Now, we demean ourselves, as Master said to Sri Das, when we think that women or men are really essentially different from ourselves. They emphasize different aspects of our own self. You and your whole self are both. You and your whole self are both male and female, both reason and feeling. And you will find so much freedom 
If you can reach the point where you don't see the distinction, where you realize God is in all. That's why in the uh, Indian scriptures, in the Indian wedding ceremony, even one that I wrote for our members in Sangha, I emphasize, they emphasize, that the man and woman, the husband and wife, should see each other not only in each other's forms, but also as God in that form. <coughs> the man should also think of God, the Divine Mother, in his wife. The wife should see Ishvara or Rama or Krishna in her husband. In this way, we reach the point where we achieve a certain balance where there isn't that much difference. It's very nice to see. This is one reason why marriage is a good thing, because it brings people to the point where they can be comfortable with each other. And uh, in that, they rise above the physical attraction into a sense of mental and spiritual communion. This is the real communion between the sexes. I remember my own parents. Um, you know, I never know them. I never knew them. I never heard of them arguing. Never heard of them having argued. And uh, it was because they had real respect for one another. But the purpose of human love on a male-female basis is to bring us to the point where we recognize that all people are our own selves. We should see that God not only in the wife and the husband, but in our neighbors, in our friends, in all. We should see all men as our brothers and sisters. This takes a little while to reach, but the more you affirm it, and the more you lift your own close relationship to that level, the more you begin to see that behind your brother and your sister is the one divine beloved. You know, it's only he, really. When people die, you think, oh, how cruel. No, he came to you in that form. He's taking himself back, so you will look at him again and seek his love. All is God playing with God. I remember one time we were helping Master. It was while he was having a physical difficulties uh, with his body and uh, wasn't able easily to walk. And we were helping him get into his car. And he said, you all are so kind with all your attentions. And we said, oh, it's you who are kind to us, sir. And he said so sweetly, God is helping God. You know, I've seen so many Mahatmas, as they like to think of themselves in this country, being so important because they've renounced everything. They have not renounced the only thing that matters, their egos. It's important that they receive as big a mala as somebody else at a great public festival, and you'll see them riding on their elephants self-importantly like this. You know, the only thing to renounce ultimately is your ego. And one of the big problems with sexual desire is that it fans the ego. The more you think of that person as different from you, the more you think of yourself as different from that person. And so you see these differences and you begin to think of you, your desires, your likes and dislikes, your personality, being looked up to. That's not what it's all about. You are he. You are the infinite. So 
learn also to see behind all human manifestations that one beloved, he is your brother, your sister, your husband, your wife, your friend. He is your shalki, your companion. When you know him, then you discover that he is you. That's the beauty of it. That you're not this little separate being caught in a little body. My guru was as much in every body as he was in his own. I remember walking with him one time out of the desert and having to hold him because he was almost ready to fall, it seemed. And he said, I'm in all these bodies. It's so hard to remember sometimes which body I'm supposed to keep moving. Well, that kind of freedom when you know that you're not limited, but you're the great ocean in all the different waves, that's what the spiritual path is all about, not being more important, being less. Being a non-wave, not a big wave, knowing that, that you are just a manifestation of that infinite bliss. I bow to God in you. I've been in many countries and mixed with many men. I've shared their days of sunshine, gone with them in the rain. The fires at evening said we were brothers. The fires at evening said we were brothers. A soldier I saw weeping beside a dying friend. My officers had preached I must hate him till the end. But seeing his grief, I knew we were brothers. But seeing his grief, I knew we were brothers. A man sat on a doorstep to see the children play the gentle way. Charm your fears away A stranger he But love made us Brothers A stranger he But love made us Brothers One day I climbed a mountain With friends of other lands The words we used Were different But joy one understands our gladness in God's world made us brothers. Our gladness in God's world made us brothers. The words and customs vary like waves upon the sea. One life beneath the surface finds everyone to me. Who knows himself knows all men as brothers. Who knows himself knows all men as brothers. Then brothers, why endeavor to set ourselves apart? The fences we've been building squeeze tight upon our hearts. Come sing the truth that all men are brothers. 
Come sing the truth at all.